Verses 177 to 186 of the Song of Roland. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Joy Chan. The Song of Roland. Anonymous. Translated by Charles Kenneth Scott Moncrief. Verses 177 to 186. Roland is dead, his soul to heaven God bear, the emperor to Roncesvalles doth fare. There was no path nor passage anywhere, nor of waste ground, no ell nor foot to spare, without a frank or pagan lying there. Charles cries aloud, Where are you, nephew fair? Where's the archbishop and that Count Olivier? Where is Gerard and his comrade Gerard? Otis the Duke and the Count Berengier, and Ivory and Ive, so dear they were. What has become of Gascon and Gillier, Sanson the Duke, and Ansay the Fierce? Where's old Gerard of Roussillon? Oh, where, the dozen peers I left behind me here! But what avail, since none can answer bear? God, says the King, now well may I despair. I was not here the first assault to share. Seeming enraged, his beard the king doth tear, Weep from their eyes, barons and chevaliers. A thousand score they swoon upon the earth, Duke Nimes for them was moved with pity rare. No chevalier nor baron is there who Pitifully weeps, not for grief and duel. They mourn their sons, their brothers, their nephews, And their liege lords, and trusty friends and true. Upon the ground a many of them swoon. Thereon Duke Nimes doth act with wisdom proof. First before all he said to the Emperor, See beforehand a league from us or two, From the highways dust rising in our view. Pagans are there, and many them too. Canter therefore, vengeance upon them do. Ah, oh, God, says Charles, so far are they removed. Do right by me, my honour still renew. They've torn from me the flower of France the deuce. The king commands Gebrin and Otun, Tedbolt of Reims, also the Count Milun. Guard me this field, these hills and valleys too. Let the dead lie, all as they are, unmoved. Let not approach lion nor any brute. Let not approach esquire nor any groom. For I forbid that any come thereto until God will that we return anew. These answer him sweetly, their love to prove. Right, Emperor, dear sire, so will we do. A thousand knights they keep in retinue. That Emperor bids trumpets sound again, then canters forth with his great host so brave, of Spanish men whose backs are turned their way, Franks one and all continue in their chase. When the king sees the light at even fade, On the green grass dismounting as he may, He kneels aground, to God the Lord doth pray, That the sun's course he will for him delay, Put off the night, and still prolong the day. An angel then, with him should reason make, Nimbly enough appear to him and spake, Charles, canter on, light needs not thou await, The flower of France, as God knows well, is slain, Thou canst be avenged upon that crimeful race. Upon that word mounts the emperor again. 
For Charlemagne a great marvel God planned, making the sun still in his course to stand. So pagans fled, and chased them well the Franks, through the valley of shadows close in hand. Toward Saragoose by force they chased them back, and as they went with killing blows attacked, barred their highways and every path they had, the river Sibra before them reared its bank. T'was very deep, marvellous current ran, no barge thereon, nor Drummond, nor Caland. A god of theirs invoked they, Tervagant, and then leapt in, but there no warrant had. The armed men more weighty were for that, many of them down to the bottom sank, downstream the rest floated as they might hap. So much water the luckiest of them drank, that all were drowned with marvellous keen pangs. An evil day, cry Franks, ye saw Rolant. When Charles sees that pagans all are dead, some of them slain, the greater part drowned, whereby great spoils his chevaliers collect, that gentle king upon his feet descends, kneels on the ground, his thanks to God presents. When he once more rise, the sun is set. Says the emperor, time is to pitch our tents, to Ronceval too late to go again. Our horses are worn out and foundered. Unsaddle them, take bridles from their heads, and through these meads let them refreshment get. Answer the Franks, Sire, you have spoken well. That emperor hath chosen his bivouac, the Franks dismount in those deserted tracts, their saddles take from off their horses' backs, bridles of gold from off their heads unstrap, let them go free, there is enough fresh grass, no services can they render them save that, who is most tired sleeps on the ground stretched flat, upon this night no sentinels keep watch. That emperor is lying in a mead, by his head so brave, he's placed his mighty spear. On such a night unarmed he will not be. He's donned his white hauberk with broidery, has laced his helm, jewelled with golden beads, girt on joyeuse, there never was its peer, whereon each day thirty fresh hues appear. All of us know that lance, and well may speak, whereby our Lord was wounded on the tree. Charles, by God's grace, possessed its point of steel, his golden hilt he enshrined it underneath. By that honour and by that sanctity, the name Joyeuse was for that sword decreed. Barons of France may not forgetful be. Whence comes the ensign, Monjoy, they cry at need. Wherefore no race against them can succeed. Clear was the night, the moon shone radiant. Charles laid him down, but sorrow for Rolant and Oliver, most heavy on him he had. Four's dozen peers, for all the Frankish band, he had left dead in bloody Ronceval. He could not help but wept and waxed mad, and prayed to God to be their soul's warrant. Weary that king, or grief, he's very sad. He falls on sleep, he can no more withstand. Through all those meads they slumber then, the Franks. Is not a horse can any longer stand, who would eat grass, he takes it lying flat. He has learned much, can understand their pangs. Charles, like a man worn out with labour, slept. Saint Gabriel, the Lord to him, hath sent, whom as a guard o'er the emperor he set, stood all night long that angel by his head. 
in a vision announced he to him then a battle should be fought against him yet significance of griefs demonstrated charles looked up towards the sky and there thunders and winds and blowing gales beheld and hurricanes and marvellous tempests lightnings and flames he saw in readiness that speedily on all his people fell apple and ash their spear-shafts all burned also their shields in the golden bosses crumbled the shafts of their trenchant lances crushed their hauberks and all their steel helmets his chevaliers he saw in great distress bears and leopards would feed upon them next adversaries dragons wyverns serpents griffins were there thirty thousand no less nor was there one but on some frank it set and the franks cried ah charlemagne give help wherefore the king much grief and pity felt he'll go to them but was in duress kept out of a wood came a great lion then twas very proud and fierce and terrible his body dear sought out and on him leapt each in his arms wrestling the other held but he knew not which conquered nor which fell that emperor woke not at all but slept and after that another vision came him seemed in france at aix on a terrace and that he held a bruin by two chains out of ardenne saw thirty bears that came and each of them words as a man might spake said to him sire give him to us again it is not right that he with you remain he's of our kin and we must lend him aid a harrier fair ran out of his palace among them all the greatest bear assailed and on the green grass beyond his friends some way there saw the king marvellous give and take but he knew not which fell nor which or came the angel of god so much to him made plain charles slept on till the clear dawn of day end of verses 177 to 186